our reading today is uh, from Luke chapter 24, verses 1 to 12, and is found on page 1061 in the Church Bibles, if you want to turn that up. So Luke chapter 24 and beginning at verse 1. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners. Be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the woman, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. share Easter together. There's a microphone switched on as opposed to off. <laughs> now, we've got lots of things that we need to, uh, to, to do this morning, um, and some of them are a bit unusual. So what I wanted to begin with uh, was, uh, was a little bit of a geography lesson. Um, so I don't know how good you are with your geography, because um, that's what we're going to begin with. Okay, so any of the children going to be able to help me with this? Because uh, I, I need to make sure that we all know what these different places are. So, anybody know what... We're going to do continents. Okay, we're going to start with continents. Any of the children tell me what the continent in blue is? Anyone knowing? Anyone knowing? Anyone knowing? I'm going to go with Tom. Europe. Very good, very good. So, we'll put Europe up. That's right, Europe's over here. Very good. Now, what about, or what about the yellow one? Good shout. I like shouting. I like shouting. Africa, very good. That's right. Got Africa there as well. And, oh, <laughs> you want to come and give the talk? Um, that's straight in. Excellent. Very good. Okay, good. So now we know our continents, but now we're going to do a little bit of history. Because for a long, long time, nobody thought that there was any way of traveling by sea from Europe to Asia. Didn't think it could be done. Because lots and lots of people had tried. And, they, and they'd sailed their ships from Europe all the way around here, all the way around here, all the way around here. And they'd got down here to the tip of Africa and crash after crash after crash, shipwreck after shipwreck after shipwreck. They couldn't do it. Uh, and all these ships were lost here. And so people thought, well, perhaps you can't do it. Perhaps there isn't a way to get all the way 
from Europe by sea round to Asia. Until, who knows when? Anybody know when somebody managed to get all the way around? Who knows their history? Anyone know roughly when it was? It's testing you now, isn't it? We'll move up to the adults then. <laughs> oh, the adults are already trying. Any adults know? Any history teachers amongst us? Anyone well-educated? <laughs> Go on, have a guess. When do you think it was? 1600s? No. Earlier. Very close, Jane Holland. Not 1450, but 1498. 1498. I, I was going to ask you if you knew the name of the man uh, who made it all the way around. But I, but I, oh, somebody does, yes? Oh, ace, Vasco da Gama. Matt, give him a round of applause. How good was that? That's right. So they had been calling the tip of Africa, they had been calling it the Cape of Storms because of all those shipwrecks for all of those hundreds of years. But when Vasco da Gama managed to sail his ship all the way around and all the way to Asia and collected some spices and then sailed all the way back, they said, oh, oh, let's stop calling it the Cape of Storms. Let's call it the Cape of Good Hope because you can get round the tip of Africa all the way. And that was Vasco da Gama who did it. Very good. And when you stop and think about it, that's a little bit like Easter, isn't it? See, because in a sense, that's what it had been like for a long, long time. Because if we think rather, instead of thinking about Europe and Asia, well, if you think it's a bit like us and heaven. See, could, could you get round could you manage to get round through death to heaven? Was it possible? Could anybody do it? Well, it didn't look like it, because time and time again, people just ended with death. No way through. Just a sort of dead end. Time and time and time again. And so death was littered with wrecks. Until that first Easter Sunday morning. See, what did the women think when they went that first Easter morning, when they went to the tomb, what did they think? They thought they were going to find another wreck. That's why they'd taken spices to anoint a wreck, a dead body. That's what they thought they'd find that Easter Sunday. And they arrived at the tomb, and instead, what did they hear? Well, they found a, a stone rolled away. And they went into a tomb looking for the wreck, and it wasn't there. Empty, nothing there. And then the angels said to the women, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And then they remembered. 
he told them that over and over again, and they just not listened. They just not heard. Maybe it was just too much to believe. But it was true. Because he wasn't there. He had risen. See, that first Easter Sunday, everything changed. Everything changed about death. Because a man had gone through death and had come back from death, had come back the other way, had come back to us. So now, finally, we had somebody who'd shown us that there was a way through death and back again. And it happened in history so we could know so that the Christian faith wouldn't be an idea or a theory, but the Christian faith should be rooted in an event in history so you and I could know that death isn't the end, that death's not the full stop that everyone thought it was, but there was a way back. And that's why the Christians very quickly were saying that death has been swallowed up in victory. Swallowed up. Because now there's a way through death for the person who puts their trust in Jesus Christ. Recently we had a holiday club here at Christ Church. And probably some of you children were there at it. Some of the leaders uh, are here as well. And there was a theme song for that holiday club. And that theme song was all about this verse, about death being swallowed up in victory. Because it was saying Jesus is the superhero, the real one. The sin smasher, the death crusher, because he's dealt with those things. That's what he did through his death and through his resurrection that first Easter Sunday. Now, we've just been singing about Jesus being the death crusher and sin smasher. Uh, and uh, we need to think a little bit more about that. And to help me, obviously, uh, I've got some Easter eggs. Because what would Easter be without Easter eggs, as we all know? So, I need somebody to give me a hand with opening this one, uh, I think. Anybody, anybody eager to help? Who's going to help? Who's going to help? Yes, go on, there you can help. Come on, then. Right. So, um, here's the first egg. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Very good. Pull the ribbon. Excellent. Take the top off. Oh, very good, very good, very good. Uh, and there's something for me. And there's something for you. Excellent. Very good. You can go to have a seat. Well done. Give you a clap. Well done. So, here's the first thing that we need to do a little bit of thinking about for, oh, oh, I get this. This is about Jesus being a sin smasher. 
Because what the resurrection of Jesus means is that forgiveness is certain. And I'll tell you why. Because Jesus said, didn't he, that he was going to be handed over to to sinful men. And that he was going to be killed. And after three days, he was going to rise again. And the reason that he was doing that is because there was a penalty for sin. See, when people do things wrong, when they push against God, when they won't have let God be God in their lives, that matters. God can't just say, oh, never mind. No, God's just. And when people push against God, and they push him to one side, and they say, I won't have God as my God. I won't do what he wants me to do. I'll just live for me. Well, there's a penalty for sin. And Jesus said, I went to the cross to pay that penalty for you. And when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, it's as if God was saying, I accept the payment that you've made. The charge against you, the penalty for sin, it's been paid. Paid by Jesus dying in your place. So you don't have to pay it. Put your trust in him. Let him pay it for you. So that even though you've done wrong things, somebody else has taken the payment for you. Somebody else has been punished in your place. My guess is that there'll probably be some people, and that's the one really big thing that they need to hear, this morning because they feel weighed down by stuff they've done that they wish they hadn't done weighed down by things that they've done wrong and for you this morning to hear that Jesus pays the penalty for those wrong things so that they're dealt with you don't need to feel guilty anymore because Jesus has paid it for you that's the one thing you need to hear Uh, this morning, and it's a brilliant thing to hear, that put your trust in Jesus and forgiveness is certain, because it doesn't rely on you, it relies on him and everything that he's done, how good is that? Certain forgiveness from Jesus, and it's certain because he rose from the dead, God accepts that payment. But we've got another Easter egg, Uh, and I might need some help with this one as well. Now I come to think about it. More enthusiasm than there was previously. Let me see. Yes, do you want to come? Fantastic. This is from the Vasco da Gama expertise. Give the pull on the ribbon. Perfect, perfect. Take the top off. Excellent, excellent. Oh, oh, oh. Hmm. Now let's give that a tug. Oh! That looks like it's for you. Oh, now, hang on a minute. That's the thing for me, though. This is funny. Can you, just, can you hang on to that? Just take that. Oh, hang on. Oh. Hang on a minute. Something. It's, it's, all, it's all a bit tangled up. Wait a minute. Let's, see, let's try and see what's going on here. It's very peculiar. Very peculiar. Wait a minute. I can't get it out. Way. 
right. I don't know what's going to happen to this. It may stay stuck forever. That would not be good. You pull... No, you don't pull on that. All the best laid plans. Wait a minute. Sure, we can sort this out. But we might not be able to. There we go. Now, could you take that back to your seat with you? Yeah, that will do. So. Actually, I don't think that's quite enough. Scott, can you, can you go give a hand? I think it seems to have life written on it, and it seems to be going on quite a long, long way. Scott, just, just keep pulling it for me, would you? Well, I wonder what this is all about. I think it might... Scott, has he gone? Basil, where's he gone? Has he gone? He's gone around the corner. Well, I think this might have something to do with something else to do with the resurrection. See, the other thing that the resurrection makes clear to us is that life is eternal. In other words, life just goes on and <laughs> I think the point is <laughs> that, that life is eternal. It just goes on and on and on. See, when Jesus died on the cross, he showed us that life isn't a full stop anymore. Life doesn't end with death. For those who put their trust in Jesus, life goes on. Christians wrote about it like this. We know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. See, to be a Christian is to put your faith in Jesus and to say, I want his death to be my death. He dies in my place. But it isn't only that he dies in my place, he's raised to new life in my place as well. His death becomes my death, and that means the punishment for sin is dealt with, but his life, his resurrection life becomes my life. And Christ cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. So to be a Christian is to have life eternal. And it may be that there's some of us here this morning, and that's what we most need to hear this morning. We need to remember that this life doesn't come to an end with a full stop if we put our trust in Jesus, but that he grants us eternal life. It'll never end. 
Never. Because our life is caught up with his. And maybe that's the one thing that you really, really need to hear this morning. And even if, it's, even if it's not the thing you really, really need to hear this morning, every single one of us is going to need to hear it one day and going to want to hear it one day to know that this is the gift that Jesus gives us through his resurrection from the dead when we put our trust in him. Let me lead us in a prayer. Our Father God, how we thank you for this day to remember uh, the gift of the Lord Jesus. His death on the cross, taking the punishment that should be ours. His resurrection from the dead, giving us a life that can be ours in him. And we praise you and thank you that your grace makes all of these things real for us when we put our trust in the Lord Jesus. How we thank you and praise you for him. Amen.